welcome to the Faith Heights Church audio podcast. We pray that this message will bless you and feed your faith as you listen in today. Not ashamed. How many of you are not ashamed? I mean, what Carla just said during the exhortation, that's, that's pretty heavy. I mean, we've got people in Afghanistan right now knowing they're going to die for going to church. You talk about not being ashamed. That's, that's about as powerful as it gets. And you know what? People like that, the Bible says, will obtain a better resurrection. You say, what's that? I don't know. I guess you have to be a martyr to find out. But um, that's a very holy, honorable thing. Faithful, faithful believers. I know Keith Green wrote a song a while back, not Keith Moore, Keith Green, called Asleep in the Light. And it was a correction to the church. And um, he was talking in there. He said, Jesus rose from the dead, but you can't even get out of bed and go to church when you're supposed to. Do what you got to do when you're supposed to. And, uh, you know, you think about that. I mean, he rose from the dead for us. We should at least be able to get out of bed for him. Well, I'll do that for the rest of your life till the end. You know, the Bible talks about being faithful till the end. Everybody say till the end. Faithful till the end. And if you really think about it, what's the end? But a few more clicks from now. This life is like a vapor. Even if you make it to 100 years old, it's like a vapor compared to eternity. Shortest thing we'll ever do, we're doing right now. And this earth walk. And so really our mind should be on what are we doing that affects forever, not just what affects right now. So praise the Lord. We're not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God unto salvation. Uh, I wanted to share something with you before I get into the message. This is kind of a mini exhortation. You know, I, I think sometimes people go to church hoping that the pastor will say something about current events are things that are happening in the world right now. And we've, we've, we've done that to a degree. We don't like to major on all this stuff. In other words, I'm not going to let crisis tell me what to preach on. I'm going to let the Spirit of God tell me what to preach on because we're still going to be preaching the gospel no matter how crazy it gets in the world. We're still going to be getting people saved. We're going to still be encouraging believers to serve God, follow Him with all their heart, be their part in the church. But once in a while, you know, even Jesus talked once in a while about current events, tragedies and things that were happening. And I just want to say something about um, where we're at right now as a country and, and where we're at right now as far as, you know, things that are trying to happen, things that are happening. And I remember, I don't know, probably three, four years ago, I felt impressed. This was right after they had approved same-sex marriage. Legal, they had all the benefits of married people and, and all that. And um, I, I remember I, I felt a little shaken by it. I felt like other people in the church were like, really? What is going on in our country? I mean, they're like, there's like these powers trying to force you and me to accept into our lives what they've accepted into their lives. I don't like that pressure. Besides, why do you need me to be so acceptable of it if you're okay with God about it? Doesn't matter what I do. If you're right with God, you're going to be fine. Not if I'm right with God, you're going to be fine. If you're right with God, you're going to be fine. 
And so I remember that I came out and was not, some of us were very happy. And the whole transgender thing. And just the other day I heard somebody said in, in school, they said, I just, I, I, I can't have my daughter going to this school. She's in the bathroom and there's boys in there because they think they're girls. Now, do whatever you want. But when it comes to me, leave me alone. Let me have my own faith before God. Don't, don't try to get me to accept what you're accepting. Are you so insecure in it that you need me on your side? I mean, are you, so, are you still going to have a little bit of doubt because not everybody's believing like you? Just believe what you believe is right and go on. Leave everybody else alone. I mean, same with our faith, right? We shouldn't be pushing our faith off on people. We should be telling people the truth and then leave it between them and their conscience. Quit trying to be the Holy Ghost and trying to make people do things. God's not doing that. And so I remember I taught a series a few years ago entitled, after that whole law was passed and, and uh, you know, I remember teaching a, a series on it's going by the book. It's basically a message to the church to say, hey, let's don't freak out here. Jesus said these things were going to happen in the last days. He talked about some perilous times. He talked about, uh, you know, um, people that had uh, unnatural affection in the last days. It's been prophesied. And uh, the Lord knew it was coming and to be forewarned is to be forearmed. So we just had to teach a whole message on it's going by the book. So that you realize when some of these things happen, it's because they've been prophesied. Did you know there are some bad things that are going to happen in the world that you and I can't change through prayer? We, you and I can live above it, protected from it. But as far as it going out of the world, we can't change what the Lord said is going to happen. We might be able to push it back, slow it down, stay protected from it and of ourselves. But, you know, really our job right now is the end time church. Listen, listen, everybody, even watching online. Our job right now is not to put out all fires. It's to pull people from the fire. Jude says we should have compassion on some, making a difference, hating even the garments spotted by the flesh and pull them from the fire because we love them. Trying to stop all fires ain't going to work. How about we just pull people from the fire, preach them the gospel, get them out, help them to see the light so they don't want the fire anymore. And I know, you know, where we're living right now, it's like there seems to be such, such division. Now, how many of you know where division comes from? <laughs> All right, who's the first one that caused division? Lucifer. He decides one day, huh, I'm going to be like the Most High God. And the Bible says he left his first habitation. He left heaven, drew a third of the angels with him, and divided. And the Lord took care of that. I mean, he's, he's eternally condemned now. He, there's no hope for him because nobody tempted him to do that. It was in him. And um, I just, I see Jesus said, a house divided against itself will not stand. And a nation divided against itself will fall. We have all the makings of our nation crumbling right now. And as believers, we have to watch out that we're not part of it. Got to watch out about, I mean, you, you and I, we don't know what's true. I mean, there is, do you realize there's newscasters who are sincere? Listening to other people who are totally sincere? And those people are getting information from other people who are totally sincere who happen to hear somebody say something that's not true. 
And by the time it gets to you, it seems true because these people are sincere. It seems true because these people are nice. Yeah, but where'd they get it from? <laughs> All right, let me, let me say this to you. I'm going to tell you this again, and it's not to scare you, okay? It's just to prepare you. The enemy is not done with his end time havoc. And he is doing his best right now to get as many people as he can to violate love so they have no guard next time he attacks. Violations of love means the wicked one can touch you. If you don't repent, if you don't say, God, I'm sorry, if you don't change your ways, the Bible says if we would keep ourselves, and that word keep in the, in the Greek means guard. The New Testament is translated from Greek manuscripts. The Bible says if we would guard ourselves in the love of God, the wicked one would be able to not touch us. He would not be able to touch us. 1 John chapter 5 says, keep yourself and the wicked one touches you not. So he wants to touch you. He wants to hurt you. He wants to make you sick. He wants to make you depressed. And you know he can't touch you if you're walking in love. So no wonder the enemy is trying so hard. He knows his attacks won't work if we're walking in love. We've got a shield around us when we're walking in love. We've got God around us when we're walking in love. If you're in love, junk has to get through God to get to you because God is love. And so the thing that I think might help some of this division is people just need to chill out. I mean, if you believe in freedom, let, let people be free. Now, if they break the law, there's handcuffs. We know that. But I just, actually, let me, let me tell you this. I looked in the scriptures just recently because I'm real interested in these two words, if you. If you do something, everything going to be all right. If I do certain things, Jesus said, Everything going to be all right. I am so thankful he didn't say, John, son, if you and everybody around you does that right, you'll be all right. No, he said, John, if you do every, if you do what I want you to do, everything for you will be all right. I don't have to get you doing everything I'm doing for me to be all right. That's called witchcraft. Manipulation. Trying to make people do things against their will. Simply because you don't have enough faith to believe God for whatever you need from him yourself. Now, just like I refuse to accept things into my soul and into my belief system that other people are trying to get me to believe, I'm not going to just accept what they believe is right. I have a right to believe what I want to believe. I'm saved, so I'm going to believe what Jesus wants me to believe. And that I extinguish my rights because I want to believe what he wants me to believe. But I don't like it when people get pushy. Jesus is not pushy. Demons are pushy. Jesus says, come to me if you want me. Demons say, I'm breaking through your window whether you want me or not. God's style is, come unto me, all you that are heavy laden and burned out and working so hard, and I'll give you rest. But the devil is, I ain't asking you for nothing. I'm going to break through your door. He's a thief. He's going to try to barge into your life, push you to do things against your own will, which is such a violation of love. To try to make somebody, or can I tell you another violation of love? Here's a major violation of love. Making people feel guilty about something that you want to do that you think they should do. Making people feel guilty about not doing something they want to do 
that's a violation of love. I'm just going to be honest with you. I've heard things on both sides of this vaccination thing. I mean, I've heard people that believe, you know, one way, like, I, I think everybody needs to get the vaccination. And if you don't get the vaccination, you're not walking in love like Jesus said. Well, newsflash, you're not walking in love either, making people feel guilty for not getting what you think you should get. But then I have people on the other side, anybody that gets the vaccinations of the devil, and it's, and it's going it, to, it's just stop. Let people hear from God themselves. You're not the Holy Ghost. I was talking to Pastor Mark Hankins and he said, you know, if I have to get the vaccination to go to some other countries where we're called to minister, where people are waiting for us and they're dying and they need the gospel. He said, I'll get the vaccination if I have to. And I'll just believe God that no deadly thing will harm me. Let's just quit fighting each other and believe God. Whichever way you go, you're going to have to believe God. No vaccination, you have to believe God to protect you without it. Yes. A vaccination, you have to believe God that there's no poison in it for you. Yeah, right, yeah. Just, just chill out, church. Yeah. Chill out, people. Trust God for yourself and you will be okay. Yeah. Quit trying to make everybody see it like you see it and believe like you believe and do what you do. Chill out. Trust God. And don't try to force me to do something because you're backslidden. Right. And can't believe God for yourself. I looked up the phrase, if you, in the Bible, those two words, if you do something. I looked up, I looked up that phrase, it's found 334 times in the Bible, if you do something, if you do something, certain things will happen, if you do something, not if everybody around you plus you, no, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land and everybody else around you could be starving. If you continue in my word, Jesus said, you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. Not if you and everybody around you do something, you'll be free. If you do something, you'll be free. I am so glad my salvation, my healing and my protection doesn't rely on other people around me obeying God or not. No wonder the Bible says in the, the Bible says in Psalm 91, if you will abide in the secret place of the Most High, and if you will say some things about Jesus being your protector, no evil will befall you, and no plague will come near your dwelling, and a thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand. No matter how contagious it is, it won't come near you if you do something, not if they do something. It won't come near you if you do something, not if everybody around you does something. We are being, we are being, I don't like to use the word force because we're talking about the opposite, but we are being, uh, we're, we're coming, we're, we're coming upon a time right now. We're, we're going to have to learn what it really means to trust God. Boot camp is over. Real bullets, real missiles, real bayonets. It's the real thing. And it's time to use what you've been, lear- what you've been learning in church. Um, so it's 334 times. Turn to Deuteronomy, please, chapter 28. This might be my message. <laughs> Deuteronomy 28. And once in a while, we do need to talk about current events. You know, we need to talk about what's going on because people have questions. What should I do? What should I not do? 
The devil wants some people to think that the vaccine is going to kill you. I have news for you. It's not going to kill everybody. Because some people don't believe it. Some people know how to trust God who have to take it. All right. Now, the thing that bothers me about the vaccination is I'm getting this picture of them just holding people down and injecting them. What's that? That's called wrong. (laughs) Right to the max. If it's going that direction, you better start believing God like never before, because that's just wrong. But on the other hand, we've got people saying it's the devil. Well, I don't know. Do you really know that? Well, things are going to happen. How about we stop spreading fear and start preaching the gospel? Even if it is deadly, even if it's not deadly, how about we quit yielding to diversionary warfare and preach the gospel? There's so much diversionary warfare going on right now. Anything but preach the gospel. There are believers today talking more about news and vaccines and masks and all these other things. There's more believers talking about that than the word by a hundred times over. If you put up all the conversations in one day and all the conversations about all the worldly stuff, what the devil's doing and this and that, it'd probably be a huge basket over here. How much did you talk about revelation you got from the word and the power of God and the glory of God and, and salvation of souls and who you bring in the church? Well, you got a little cup out like this. It's diversionary warfare. I said it's diversionary warfare. I look at it like this, church. We'll go to Deuteronomy 28 in just a second. If I will be led by the Lord what to do and be fully persuaded in my own mind that this is his will for my life, why would I care what you do or don't do? I'm going to be fine if I'm doing what he told me to do. I'm going to be fine if I'm doing what he told me to do. I'm so glad I don't need you doing something so I can be protected. I know how to be protected no matter what you do. I mean, isn't that what that psalm talked about? A thousand falling at his side and 10,000 at his right hand. And he said that in the context of epidemics. Bible calls it pestilence. He says a thousand are going to fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand because of an epidemic. But then he said it won't come near you. I personally don't know for sure, you know, bet my salvation on it if the vaccine is really good or really bad. I personally don't know. But what I do know is what he's leading me to do. And if he led me for some reason to receive a vaccination, I would tell the person we are praying over this thing. It's not going to hurt me any way, shape or form. It'll only do what needs to be done for me to get done what I know God wants me to do. And whether anybody else gets it poked or not, I'm going to be fine because I'm doing what the Lord led me to do. Are you listening? I personally don't know. He does. But let's say there is something in it that's not good. And you really believe the Lord's leading you to take it for other reasons that that are very important for you doing the will of God. Well, there's a scripture that says, if you drink any deadly thing, it won't hurt you. You don't really know what's in it. Do you really know what's in it? I mean, do, do we know? Does anybody really know? I mean, has anybody in this room taken the microscope? 
got out the books and looked and seen. It might be okay, but even if it's okay, listen church, even if it's okay, I'm going to quote you a modern day John Capetto translation of the scriptures. Vaccines may be prepared in the day of epidemics, but don't you forget, safety is of the Lord. Friend, you could take, let, let's say the fax, vaccine is a miracle vaccine. You could take the vaccine, you could eat a bunch of elderberry and zinc and vitamin D and vitamin C and drink plenty of water and build your immune system up. If the Lord ain't for you, you're going down. Because all those things can be done in the day of an epidemic, but the Lord is your safety. The Bible says the horse is prepared for the day of battle. You know, you got your horse, you're ready for battle, do what you got to do in the natural, take it, take the horse, you know, lock and load, do whatever you got to do in the day of battle. But safety is of the Lord. What's he saying there? Do what you got to do in the natural, but that will never be enough. If God's not, the Bible says the guy who's watching the city for enemies, the watchman, the Bible says if the Lord isn't keeping that city, that guy's staying awake in vain. How many know having a gun does not guarantee you will win if you're robbed or somebody stormed? I mean, that doesn't guarantee. It might help, but how many know it's good to have God on your side because you know safeties of the Lord? If my gun jams or they have a machine gun or a bazooka, I'm still going to be okay. I've got my gun. I'm doing what I know to do in the natural, but he's got me. And so look, look here, just Genesis, or excuse me, Deuteronomy 28. I want you to notice something here. It shall come to pass that if you shall hearken. Okay, stop right there. Do you see the words if thou? Does anybody know what thou means? It means you. If you. Not if you and the person next to you. If you, I want you to look at this in an individual way right now. God said, if you, not if me and Carla, not if me and you, how many are glad other people cannot mess this up for you? (laughs) Oh, glory to God. Now, if you're not where you're supposed to be with God, don't try to make me do something to support your backslidden state. Come on, everybody get right with God. Everybody get where you're supposed to be in God. You'll be just fine. Are you listening to me? But at the same token, how about, if, how about people that don't believe the vaccination is good at all? How about we leave people alone and quit putting fear in them? If they have to take it or decide to take it. Why don't we just say, that's your choice. We respect that. We pray with you that nothing bad will happen if you take it. We pray with you there'll be no side effects. Praise God. Do what you feel led to do. Be nice. Be kind. Let people do what they want to do. Because really, anything else, I know this sounds strange, but if you look up the word witchcraft, it means manipulation. I know we think of you know, evil and crystal balls. It just simply means trying to get you to do something Against your will. How, let's say this. No more witchcraft. In the church. Trying to make people believe like we believe. Do what we do. No more witchcraft. That's what witches try to do. They try to manipulate people. To do things that they want them to do. 
violate free will. This scripture says, if you, God says, if you, Joe, Sam, Sue, Mary, if you listen closely to the voice of the Lord, your God, and you observe to do his commandments, which I command you this day, that the Lord, your God, will set you on high above all nations of the earth. Now, if other people don't do this, can you still be set high above all the nations of the earth? Absolutely. Then he says, and all these blessings will come on you. Who? The one who does these things. All these blessings will come on you and overtake you if you, everybody say if you, you. shall hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the field, in the city, and blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, your children. The fruit of your ground, the fruit of your cattle, the increase of your kind, the flocks of your sheep. In other words, your business is going to be really blessed if you follow God. Blessed shall be your basket and your store, your bank account, your cupboards. Blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord. Now, if you hearken diligently to walking in love and trust in what God said in his scriptures, the Bible says the Lord will cause your enemies that rise up against you to be smitten before your face. They will come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. If what? If what? If all your neighbors believe like you believe? If all your neighbors do what you do? No, if you do something. They may be attacked next door and be gone the next day, but you'll still be there if you do something. Come on, this is if you. Aren't you glad it said if you do something, you're going to be all right? These enemies, these plagues, these whatever, bad stuff. I'm glad I don't have to have Daniel believing like me to receive what God said I could have. Man, if I did, whew. Sketchy life. I mean, you're glad that I, you're, you're glad that I, you don't have to get me to agree with you to enjoy the blessings of God in your life. Now I just happen to know Daniel, he believes like me. And so we're more powerful together. But isn't it good to know, isn't it just like pop a balloon of stress? I don't need everybody getting the vaccination for me to be protected. I don't. But at the same time, if you want to get it, fine, I'll pray with you that it does great for you. Let every man be persuaded in his own mind what you put into your body. Let every man be persuaded in his own mind. Isn't that what the Bible says? So he said, if you do these things, I'll... What did he say about your enemies? The Lord will cause your enemies that rise up against you to be smitten before your face. They that come out against you one way shall flee before you seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessing upon you in your storehouses and all that you set your hand unto. And he shall bless you in the land which the Lord your God gives you. The Lord will establish you a holy people unto himself as he swore unto you if you. Everybody say if you. If you, not if you and your neighbor, if you shall keep the commandment of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. And all the people of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they will be afraid of you. And the Lord shall make, the, make you plenteous in goods, in the fruit of your body, in the fruit of your cattle, in the fruit of your ground, the land which the Lord swore unto your fathers to give you. The Lord shall open unto you as good treasure 
the heaven to give the rain unto your land in his season and to bless all the work of your hand. And you shall lend unto many nations and you shall not borrow. And the Lord shall make you the head and not the tail. And you shall be above only and not beneath if that you do something. I'm so glad. I'm so glad he didn't say, John, if you and they do something, all these good things can happen and all these bad things won't happen. I'm so thankful because I don't know if you're going to do it or not. I'm so thankful that I can have these blessings no matter what you do. Now, I, I know that, you know, I, well, I won't say that. Um, turn to another scripture before we close. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 1. Can, I, can you all listen while you're turning? Can you all listen real quick? Be quick to hear? Why be so pushy when we can all trust God to protect us? Why be so pushy? And really, if the vaccine was really good, why do I need to take it? If you took it. I mean, if the vaccine is so powerful and so great, why should you care if anybody else take it or not? You're fine if you took it. But on the other hand, I don't want to get off balance here. I don't want to cause any division. Please don't misunderstand me. At the same time, if somebody wants to take it, let them follow what they're persuaded in their own mind is the best way for them. Grab their hand up at you. Pray that it does only good for them. Pray that it won't hurt them later in life. Pray that it's only a blessing. Yeah. Come on, let's get rid of this. You know, we need to fight division like we've been fighting one another. We need to fight this division thing and start grabbing hands and singing songs and laughing and quit all this strife stuff. Division is so wrong. Strife and division is the manifested presence of the devil. I mean, he's actually able to start showing up in the atmosphere where there's envy and strife. There is confusion and every evil work, the Bible says. We have an enemy and that enemy is not each other. We wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers. You know those demon spirits behind the scenes? They're trying to get you at odds with me and me at odds with you. It's an internal warfare and it's like deterioration from the inside out. And a lot of the church has fallen for it. You know, you can stand up for what's right and stand against what's wrong and love people at the same time and not be pushy and not try to make people believe like you believe. Listen, if... if, if if we believers really believe in the protection of the Lord, why would we be mad about anybody doing something we don't do anyway? Because what they do or don't do isn't going to affect us. It, did you see? If you, if you, you'll be all right. If you, you'll be all right. Not if you plus them plus them plus them, you'll be all right. No, if you do something, you'll be. You say, well, pastor, but not everybody's sold out to God. I know, maybe they ought to consider it. Because I'm still not going to receive something into my life whether it's a belief or a, or a vaccine, I'm not going to receive something in my life that might hurt me just because you're not where you should be with the Lord. Is that a little hard? You know, even when it comes to leprosy, 
If you read the Old Testament, God's laws concerning leprosy. When a person found that there were certain signs in the body that the priests, when they saw that, and when the people saw that, they would be pronounced leprous. But that was after it was for sure they had it. You know what I mean? The signs were there. Now, now this whole thing, well, you could, you could have a plague and not know it, that's demonic. That is absolutely demonic to rip you off of all your freedoms. Yeah, but you may carry and not know it. Shut up. That is so wrong. Treating us like we got the plague. And we ain't got no plague. But you may not know it. I would know it. I have a relationship with God and he would tell me. Oh, come on, church. We got to come up a little higher. You got to see above this crazy stuff that's going on in the world. I don't care if people get a vaccine. That's between them, their conscience, and the Lord, and their body. Do what you want. I'll support you in it, man. Just, I'll pray with you. Everything will be all right. But don't pressure me to do what you're doing. I got my own convictions. You don't know where I'm at when my walk with God. I don't know where you're at. And don't ever judge somebody for doing something you wouldn't do because you're stronger in faith. Now you violated love and look out. Come on, judging other people whether they should be stronger in faith. No, you should be quiet. (laughs) You should be quiet. You should shut up. (laughs) Why be so pushy? We can all trust God to protect us. See, Nikki got it. Nikki's a smart girl. Why, why be so pushy one way or the other since we can all trust God to keep us anyway? You want to see a home stretch? Grand finale scripture? Come back next week and we'll hit it. That'd be mean. Let's go there. Second Timothy. <laughs> Second Timothy. So I guess if you were going to title this message, which was supposed to be a 10-minute exhortation, we would title it, If You. Another one of my new books that will be coming out very soon. I've got like 15 books in here. They're all starting to rise up. So in 2 Timothy chapter 1, I want to say something before we read this verse that the word keep in this verse it means guard preserve and isolate or protect. When you see the word keep in this verse we're going to read it means guard preserve and isolate. Okay, just want you to know that. So let's read 2 Timothy chapter 1 in verse 12. Let's read this up here. Paul said, For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed. Paul knew God. And I am persuaded that he, God, is able to keep. Now remember what the word meant. Guard, preserve, protect, and isolate. God is able to keep, guard, preserve, protect, and isolate that which I have committed unto God 
against that day. Let me tell you why a lot of people aren't protected by God, though He wants to protect them. You ready? A lot of people are not protected by God because people don't want His way of protection. Jesus said in the Living Bible, he's in the New Living Translation, He said, I have so long to gather you, Israel, up close to me, like a hen gathers her chicks, but you wouldn't let me. He said in one translation, I've wanted so long to protect you, Jerusalem. Jesus said he was weeping. I've so long wanted to protect you like a hen protects her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. Well, I guess God's not willing to protect me. Are you sure you're not willing to be where protection is? Because you can be anywhere you want to be. You can veer off. You can go here. Just because you're saved doesn't mean you don't have a free will. You could be saved, go to a bad part of town, and get mugged, and that's not God's will. You made a wrong choice to be in a wrong place at a wrong time. And don't blame it on God. Well, I don't know why God wanted this to happen. He didn't want it to happen. Why did you stray from, why did you stray from the wings, you little chicky chick? <laughs> why did you stray from the hen? Hen's wings. Chick, 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 chick. Come back under the wings. Come back under the wings. People not being protected is not a sign that God wanted them hurt. It's a sign they got away from protection. This scripture says, Paul said, I am convinced, I am persuaded. Put it back on the screen. I am persuaded that God is able to keep, protect, preserve, and isolate me from all that's going on around in this world. The areas of my life that I've given to him and committed to him. If you've got mind problems and you've got depression problems and you've got brain problems, give him your mind and he will protect your mind. Yes. He's not just going to force things around you and your life that you didn't commit to him. He's, he's gentle. He's a, he's a gentleman. He's a, a God that doesn't push. If you want your body protected by God and kept by God and isolated from all these things that are floating around in the air, then give your body to God and say, God, my legs are your legs. I won't go where you don't want me to go. These eyes are your eyes. I won't look at things you don't want me to look at. My body is yours. You want better eyesight? You want better health? You want better whatever? Commit all those parts of God uh, to God in your life. And I'm not saying this is the only reason people have problems. I'm just saying this is a way to get free from problems. God, Paul said, I'm persuaded. I, I'm not even wondering about this. I'm not even 99% sure. I am 100% persuaded that God is able to keep, protect that part of my life that I have committed unto Him. Yeah. You know, you're always checking with God about what to do with that part of your life and where to go and what to watch and what to listen to and where to spend your time. If you've committed your entire life unto Him, you should be persuaded that those areas of my life, He's able to protect now. He's been wanting to, but because of committing these things to him, he's able to. We've given him permission to do it. Um, in closing, <laughs> I only had one page of notes for this exhortation. In closing, um, I am... Um, I'm so thankful that getting a vaccination is not the only thing we can do to assure health in our lives. As a matter of fact, um, there's a lot of way more powerful things you can do than just get a vaccination. 
the vaccination may or may not work. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I don't know anybody. I know a few people that have taken it. They seem to be fine. Um, but whether, whether that happens or not, we have peace and assurance knowing that there's something we can do daily to live above these things. Hey, let, me, let me tell you something we can all do corporately. Now, this, is, this is where the whole church comes in. If you want to really see some healing rise in your valley and not just in your home and you care for others and you want to see others around you healed, let me tell you something we can all do. It's going to mess up your whole schedule. You're not going to have any time for what I'm about to tell you. You're going to have to delete a ton of things and make room for what I'm about to say to you right now. But if you want healing, you'll do it. Beyond you and your neighbors and your family. Second Chronicles 7.14 God said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways or things they know are displeasing to the Lord, I'll hear from heaven. God said, I'll forgive your sin and I will heal your land. Anybody want healing in your land? Huh? Anybody want healing in your land? Be more adamant about 2 Chronicles 7.14 than vaccination. Be more adamant about doing what God said to do than just what man's saying to do. Do what you're led to do. I I could see God leaving people to to do both. I mean, because number one, if you did drink, if there was something deadly in a vaccination, you can claim immunity from that because Jesus didn't lie. If you drink any deadly thing, it will not harm you. I remember texting Mike, you know, and, and I, um, Keith Moore's co-pilot, pilot. I said, what do you guys think about the vaccine, COVID vaccine? He goes, basically, I'm going to wait as long as I can. I, mean, I don't want to take it at all. But if we had to, to go overseas to minister to people God called us to minister to, and I can't get in there without it, we would just take it and believe God for immunity and everything would be fine. You got to watch out. When you, when you start getting pushy, you start leaving faith in God. Everything will be all right for me if I do what he wants me to do. I'm not saying you have to be perfect. I'm not saying you have to be flawless because mainly it's all about trusting in his mercy and grace anyway. Right? To give you things you don't deserve, things you can never earn. It's all about him. And so I would just say to the body of Christ, those that are watching and anybody, if this post goes anywhere on Facebook or whatever, just be nice. After 45 minutes, the whole summation of my 45-minute exhortation, just be nice. Thank you very much. Just be nice. You want to take the vaccination? Fine. Let's just pray that, you know, that you're hearing from God. And that if you take it, no, nothing, nothing wrong going to happen to you. Well, I don't want to take the vaccine. Fine, man. I respect your will. It don't matter what you do. It matters what I do anyway. Whether you get the vaccination or not, these scriptures apply to me because I'm doing what the scripture says. So be nice. <laughs> Carly, you want to come up here? Let's just pray over the people before we go. It's 11.30. I'm having her up here because I know if anybody's going to throw anything, now you won't throw it. Because <laughs> it might bonk her on the head and we don't want to bonk the first lady. Let's stand up, church. Let's stand up. We're going to pray together and we're going to go forward today with some help from the Lord. Father, we are so thankful. We just put it in into peace, Lord. We calm down. We repent if we've been a part of any division. If we've been trying to be the Holy Spirit to people. 
trying to be their conscience. Forgive us, Lord, for being pushy if we've gotten into any manipulation or insecurity or fear. We repent and we remember, Lord, this day that if we do these certain simple things like trust you and what you said, we're going to be just fine. Jesus, we thank you. We don't have to be perfect to receive your help and protection, but we do need to quit opening the door to problems by violating love. And we do need to just simply trust what you said. Father, we trust in your mercy and your grace to keep us in these times of pestilence, earthquakes, famines, upheaval, talks of meteorites. We just stay totally happy, totally in peace because you didn't lie to us. You promised us, Lord, that no evil would befall us. Not because we're perfect, but because we live with you. Because we say you're our protector. We know these things are not going to be able to destroy us because you are with us and in us and around us. Father, if we even start to stray from your plan and from home and from the house of God, then we ask that you would just quicken us and just prompt us, get our attention, that we might backtrack and get back under the wings where perfect protection always is. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, you, Jesus. Oh, we worship you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Father. So with heads bowed and eyes closed, biggest, most serious question I could ever ask on my time on this planet is are you born again? Now church, just look up here for a second. I don't know if you realize this or not, but you can go to church, be a nice person, even be baptized in water and still not be born again. You can be a good person. I mean, let's face it, if being good was all you needed to go to heaven, why did Jesus die a horrific death on the cross, go to hell for three days and three nights, rise from the dead, become sin for us, and be raised from the dead if being good was enough? This is a trick of the devil to make you think that if you're just a nice enough person, you're just a good enough person, you will be welcome into heaven. God would love to bring everybody to heaven, but he can't. You can't go to heaven just because you're good. You go to heaven because you're washed in the blood. And when God sees that blood, he says, come on in, your name is on the roll. You cannot go to heaven and say, man, I went to nursing homes and I was nice and I never cussed and I didn't chew tobacco and I never hurt my wife and I didn't. And and God's going to go, your name's not on the list, dude. Sorry. It sounds like you lived a pretty nice life, but you can't get to heaven just because you're good. If that was the case, why did I send my son to die a horrific death, become sin, go to hell and rise from the dead if being good could get you here? No, no, that's a lie of the enemy. It's good to be good, but it will never save you. Listen closely, church. You can be in a church service like this for a whole year. Hopefully not here because we we talk about why you must be born again on a regular basis. But you can go to church all your life and not go to heaven when you die. If you never receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior by confessing him as Lord and believing that God raised him from the dead. I think we need to have altar calls in these last days to make sure people are not just going to church, but they're going to heaven. And so just bow your heads for a minute here. If there's anyone in the sound of my voice or watching online, there's a moderator that can help you. I want you to search your heart right now. This is way too important for you to just hope 
or I think I am, or, or I'm pretty sure I'm born again, and I, I think I'll go to heaven when I die, friend, that is not even close to good enough. You need to know, and you can know through one simple prayer, one simple scripture that we're going to share with you. You can know that you know that you know that you know. When I leave this earth, I'm going to heaven because God didn't lie. This scripture says right here, I did what this scripture said, and I'm going up when I leave the earth, not down, because God loves me and he didn't lie to me. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, the question is this, are you born again? If you are not born again, I'm going to ask you to do something very simple, very easy, but the most powerful thing you could ever do in your entire life. The Bible says faith without action is dead. Dead faith can't save you. There has to be some action to your faith because the Bible says faith without works is dead. So I want to ask this question and I want you all to search your hearts and I want you to respond accordingly if this applies to you. If you would like to be born again, if you would like to pray a simple salvation prayer that I'm going to lead the whole church in, if you'd like to pray this prayer for yourself and follow me as I lead you in this prayer, if you want to be born again, if you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you want an opportunity for living faith to make this real in your life, right now as an act of faith, raise your hand. Say, I want that prayer to count for me. Thank you. Thank you. Raise your hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. Thank you. I see that hand. Raise your hand right now as an act of living faith. You say, Pastor, I want to be born again. I don't want to just wonder anymore. I don't want to just hope. I don't want to just 99% chance. I want to know that I know that I know I'm born again from this day forward. I'm done wondering. I'm done being afraid. I'm done thinking only. I want to know. I want to be persuaded that I'm a child of God before this service is over. Raise your hand if that's you. Good. Good. Everybody that raised your hand that wants to pray this salvation prayer, I asked you to do an act of faith and you responded. One more act of faith. Are you ready? I want you to find the closest aisle to where you're at. Come down to the altar right now with me and Carla and we're going to pray that prayer and you're going to be born again. You're going to be saved and your life's going to be changed. So come on forward right now. Come on forward right now. If you raised your hand on any of those, any of those invitations, come on forward. Come on, stand right here in front of us. You can face me. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Bless you. God bless you, brother. Come on, just stand right here in a line. Anybody else raise your hand? Come on forward if you haven't come at this time. This is so powerful. You know, the Bible says that when people do what you're doing right now, all heaven stops what they're doing and looks. I don't know if you have loved ones that have died and gone on before you, moms, dad, grandmas, grandpas, or anything. Well, if they went to heaven... They right now know exactly what you're doing. And they are rejoicing like only heaven knows how to rejoice. It said all the angels of God throw a party when one person, one person decides to give their life to the Lord. So, no, heaven's already a happy place. But what you're doing right now, you just cause them to have a party. Heaven, heaven knows the power of what you're doing right now. 
I know it takes a little bit of courage and a little nerves and all that, but you know what? Fooey on all that. This is the biggest decision you'll ever make in your life. And even if there is a little nervousness or embarrassment, which there shouldn't be, well, it's all worth it anyway, because you're going to heaven when you leave the earth. Devil and all demons, their hold on you is broken forever. You are in the Father's hand and nothing will pluck you out from this moment forward. So let's all pray this prayer. Just close your eyes, especially you that came forward. The whole church is going to pray in support. But say this, guys. Say this from your heart. Lord Jesus, Jesus, I'm at this altar because of you. You have touched my heart. You want me with you forever. Well, Lord, I want to be with you forever. And right now, I do what your word says, the Bible. I confess that Jesus is Lord. He's Lord of all, and he's Lord of me. I believe in my heart, with all my heart, that God raised Jesus from the dead. This really happened. There's an empty tomb in Israel. Jesus is alive. And I believe with all my heart that I am now saved. I am born again because I just did what I was supposed to for you to make it happen. Thank you, Lord. I'm your child forever. And nothing and no one can reverse that or pluck me out of your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information about this ministry, visit faithheights.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. To sow into this ministry, visit faithheights.org and click on the Donate tab. 